Hello everybody, Elagoblas here, and I've come to say all hail Soul Invictus, and this is the generic Lucky Shoe Podcast. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. So did you guys know that was racist? Hey. <laughs> We're blocking out these names. Yeah, this yeah. name. We're totally doing it. But yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, is I'm... that someone from high school? Yeah. Apparently he says something oh. like, um, he thinks all black people are like, Wait, what, what was it exactly? Do you remember? I'm I'm pretty sure it was like all black people are lazy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it what was it was. They're that's all what, lazy. Somebody told us this yikes. recently, like yesterday or something. Yo, I tell you, half our school was communist and half our school was fascist. And then there's like that. Where were there's we? There's like weird two percent. Okay, yeah, yeah. Forty nine percent was communist. Forty nine percent was fascist. I think, and then there's this weird two percent that nobody quite liked. I think I'd be in the communist uh, fa- section if, if I in if high it was fifty fifty. Yeah, I think I would be there. I was kind of a stupid hipster. Marcus definitely was. You were, you were definitely you, you were definitely in that. In, in I was definitely more, more on that side. You yeah, were definitely yeah. That's more. what I think is. I'm, I think I'm on the spectrum. I definitely hung out with the communist crowd. Like I, I actually loved them. Unironically, it was so fun because they were all huge potheads. And they'd turn around in, like the vending machines. We called them vendies. Oh yeah, uh, I remember that. Yep, I remember they would them. just get stoned and talk about communism, and it was hilarious. It was such a stereotype. Did anyone <laughs> go? Did anyone go full red pilled and say like the Holodomor didn't happen? <laughs> no, I don't think anyone knew what that was, John. I don't know what that is. It's a it's a big famine that happened in Ukraine during the Soviet Union. Never People, happened. Never happened. Yeah, it never happened because Stalin never did anything wrong. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Yeah. You can't even say that with a straight face. You're a fake fucking I, I'm sorry. I, I, wait, are you are you it turns uh, out undercover? Right, it turns out one of the rightest that Mao was purged. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I got away. How did how did you survive the purge? Damn it. <laughs> Very careful. Yeah, I, I remember one hundred stealth man, you can pass anything. <laughs> in AP government we had to sit with our political party and yep. i didn't give two shits about politics in high school i still don't but you know but i would i intentionally wanted to sit next to marcus so i did answered how i usually would except answered two things democratic and i got like slightly democratic on my sheet and said look i'm democratic and i sit i sat at the part because we sat at the part with the, the most democratic part mm-hmm. in the entire room and we slept in that row yep we slept front seat of the class yes front seat Glorious. We I think we've talked about this, but the perf- the teacher had a package. Let me tell you, he either so. had he either had a massive dick or he had a half heart on it always. Yeah, was... or he wore a nut cup. Yeah, something was those. Well, yeah, it could have been both. Yeah, <laughs> or he can, he can no be wearing trace. a nut cup. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is he like slammed my desk to wake me up, and all I saw was uh, yeah that. That was great. It was it was a very nice way to wake up. You know, it's pretty interesting Praise that you remember the sun. that. Yes. How would you not remember that? (laughs) Okay, I slept so often in that class, I did not know uh, what our topic was. So, for example, like the Supreme Court, we had had an entire unit on the Supreme Court. I came in the the day of the test and went, hey, guys, what what, what are we doing? It's like, we're having a test. Wait, we have a test? Yeah. What's the subject? We're we're doing the Supreme Court. We've been doing it for the past four weeks. That's a good class. uh, Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I got a B out of it. and that I was think, AP. I think I did too, actually. Okay, if if you're a college level class and I can get a B out of you while doing nothing and sleeping, you're not college level class. That's I no. think most of the grade was a project. It as was well. Yeah, it was no, it was literally like basically walk around literally basically fuck me. It was basically just walk around Minneapolis for two hours. That project was and a then joke, write a report if I remember it. correctly, because everybody just linked all the stuff 
to actually finish and I actually pass went, it. You, I actually went to Minneapolis and walked around all no, the government no, buildings. I know you did because you went with me. We yeah. went together. And we went to the restaurant for extra yeah. credit. And yes, it was a good did. restaurant. Are you it was. CP? Uh, AP Gov. Yeah. I thought for Gov we had to do the thing where we had to figure out all of our state's representatives. Oh, we did that too. We did that too. That's just a Google. Yeah. That that was was the Facebook group that we had with Mm. uh, AP, CP, apps or whatever it was called. (laughs) I never got included in that. I I didn't either. I I didn't do anything and all of a sudden I just see somebody release this whole folder and then everybody commenting, oh, thank you, saved us. It was actually really difficult to finding every single government employee position. There was mm-hmm. a ton of them. Yeah, so somebody just cheat sheeted it and yeah, copied and, it all. And I copied it and it was great. And he didn't put the due dates. Dude, no, I, he didn't. I, dude, he didn't. Much. I thought it was due after winter break. No, it was due two months later. That class is so, so stupid. I don't think he ever told you either. He'd be like... It's on the website. He'd say it's on the website, and then you'd be like, well, you better just have it done when it's ready. Yeah, it's like, like and the website was be, so awful. He'd be purposely vague. I remember him saying very clearly. Moodle, dude. Oh, fuck. The age of Moodle. Moodle. <laughs> like, dude, I remember him saying very clearly that if you don't work this hard, if you don't do this type of stuff, you'll fail in college. I remember him saying that. And my professors were so helpful, so fucking helpful with all my stupid fucking questions oh, yeah. that I asked them. It literally, I'd ask them the dumbest questions. Be like, is this shit due tomorrow? I would email them that. And they would be like, yeah, John's due tomorrow. Do you need more time? Yes. Okay, sounds good. Get it to me the next day. Yes. Great. Yeah. That, and for my seminar paper, I literally walked into this guy uh, two months before the topic and the project was due. I had the whole semester to do it. I walked him to say, I need help finding a topic. He sat down with me on Wikipedia <laughs> and helped me find nice. a fucking topic. Nice. And then he sat there and went, okay, so these books look like good ones. Listen, use Wikipedia. It's going to help you find some shit. And then he brought, and then after that, I went out, found a topic. He let me turn that shit in with the other stuff I was supposed to turn in prior. Like, people were so fucking helpful. And, yeah. then, and this guy sitting here, like, no, they're not going to do shit for you. You got to figure it all out. You got to do this. No, that's high school. That's legit high school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> high uh, school, they're that way because they're useless. My Calc 2 prof, I came in like the day before an exam. And I was like, if I take this exam tomorrow, I'm going to fail it. Like, just, I was just honest. And she was like, well, the point of an exam is to help the student gauge their knowledge of the material. You seem like you have a pretty good gauge of your knowledge of the material. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, you can take it next week. (laughs) Mad. I love that, dude. But like, yeah, that's happened to me so many times. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I think the thing they're trying to teach you is that you just need to communicate. And you need to learn because this shit, some of it's hard. Yeah, some of it's really. It's like hard. being able to just ba- understand yourself and be able to be willing to be proactive about stuff you fucked up. I guess. Guess who didn't learn any of that in college? That guy. I mean, he did. He did. Not really. What are you talking about? I still was turning things in the day before and but doing still, them the day before. But you talked to them. You did like fast up about it. Uh, Not so much. I didn't tell him that. Oh, I didn't study for your exam. When did you study for my exam? The day of. Wait, well, wait, wait, like five hours ago? Yeah, five hours ago. You don't have ago. to say that. It's more so that you tell them, like, I need more time. No, no, no. I just did it in five hours and said, this is good enough. I'm taking the fucking exam. And I took the exam. I mean, cramp studying is always a thing. I did that all the time, too. I did that so many times. I did that for a couple papers, though. I did ask, like, hey. I did I, that I got freshman depressed. year, and then I discovered that everything's a lot better if you just do it ahead of time. Yeah, but I'm lazy. Like, yeah, but it lets you be more lazy. The best part it. is that I think we all have a consensus on working ahead. It's actually super nice, emotionally uh, gratifying, stabilizing, and just beneficial in almost any way. But yet, 
Raj and I have maybe done. I've done it a couple times, and I and I could see like straight up, this is a fantastic idea. <laughs> like I I remember one, there was a couple times I studied with Raj like in the library, and those times that we studied for my were the most fulfilling, best study sessions, hardest working stuff I've ever done in a while. Was I just sitting there like I got all my shit done? <laughs> it's like my shit is done. <laughs> I could actually like work on next week. <laughs> I didn't do a single bit of that in undergrad. I have done it in graduate school. To be fair, I have started working earlier on graduate school, but um, I think my professors have a different idea of what my advisors, especially, have a different idea of what it means to work early than I do. Because I was like, okay, I have two weeks to start and finish this paper. I've been kind of working on it on and off with my advisors a little bit, but I have like two weeks to really get this done and solve it. And uh, when I was talking to them later, it's like, oh yeah, you did a lot in two weeks. You got this done in two weeks. That was like, you know, that was a real time crunch. And I went, yeah, it was a time crunch. I started two weeks ago. <laughs> I usually start two days before it's due or a day before it's due. This is like proper shit. This is like the act. This is like I thought that I was doing a really good job. And they're like, oh yeah, you you really crammed a lot in. I didn't what? cram shit. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wait, that's this isn't even what studying ahead of time is. <laughs> this is not studying. Oh, oh no. I'm screwed. <laughs> just constant work. It seems like it is. Well, it depends. Like my my advisor at, at Iowa State, so my undergrad advisor. This is how he said he was studying for his tests. He would take two days before the test. He would study the stuff he did know and study the stuff he didn't know, and then he would take the test. Dude, I got addicted to the grind during college. I just became like an an uber nerd during college yeah you did which i was an anti-nerd in high school oh you were the worst in high school absolutely and, atrocious but in, in college i don't know i just got addicted to the grind of college and i would study like more than i would than i needed to like calc three yep. i would do the practice exam and then i would go into the textbook after doing the practice i would do the practice exam when he handed it out oh nice and then i would do like the textbook problems and i did my Cook 3 textbook, I did all of the practice problems in the textbook, other than like a few per chapter that I was like, this is just stupid and dumb. There and are always those questions. It. They are very difficult. I mean, that's like a very good difficult. thing, though, that you, got, that you got into school like that intensely. Yeah, like, and like I enjoyed it, too. Yeah, which... That's very fulfilling. I, I, I know there's, there's a few times where I got into the rhythm, but never for like a whole year. I still remember the you talked about the uh, George the Fifth, I think. King George the Third. King George yeah. the Third. That was so interesting listening. Well, we were, it was where me and Peter um, were doing partial differential equations, and John was just needed to study. I was fully reading. I was finishing a, an entire novel within like a week. <laughs> just nice. Cram, cramming through this uh, fantastic biography about George the Third, and I'm just like, whenever I found like something so cool, I would just peer over to Raj while we were both saying, "Be like, you know, did you know that he was actually like very, very." Uh, like grounded and sociable with all of the local farmers around him because he was really into agriculture. So he had he this loved huge his kid. estate, and like yeah, he like loved his fucking wife. All like and his kids. He like he was a, such a huge family man. It was like really different monarch for his time apparently. So John, who is George the Third? When did he reign and where? I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, George the Third was the seventeen seventy six. Yeah, we rebelled he was, against he, that he, guy. He was the king that lost America, and yeah. he oh, was damn. he was the king during the French Revolution. If I remember correctly, he had one of the longest reigns in British history. So he, wow. had, it's kind of crazy because if he reigned during the French Revolution, I mean, he was the king for a very fucking long time. I think he was still technically king when Napoleon lost Waterloo. So that'd be past 1805 wow. be, so that means that dude reigned at least from 1776 which i believe was he the early... had a lot of losses in his time 
he did he did rank during Waterloo, which is one of the biggest triumphs in British history. But they got shit on for a long time. Yeah, the British not as much as the Austrians. Okay, uh, the Austrians deserve like uh, we we like we all <laughs> saw the history oversimplified video on Napoleon recently, and you can't get away from that video not thinking Austria just took a bunch of L's that entire time. Basically, <laughs> my favorite thing is just thinking about Napoleon like, spanking them. How? <laughs> but like. How scared they must have been of Napoleon to put him on that island in the mid, like literally so in the middle of nowhere with 2,000 troops, right? Yeah, something like that. 2,000 dedicated, one dude on an island, middle of nowhere, 2,000 troops, and two war galleys that forever patrolled around that island until he died. Marcus, do you remember their legendary strategy to defeating him during the Battle of Nations? Do you remember that strategy? We run. We away yeah. we do not engage him when he shows up <laughs> we fight other people as they i think they call it like the trappenberg plan or something like that that's actually what it is it's just you see napoleon go away <laughs> nope. and it worked it, it did work yeah worked. but of course at that point napoleon's army was not the grand armee anymore how but, you yeah. beat him is you just don't beat him you don't <laughs> fight him yeah until we, we can literally dogpile him <laughs> yep yes um, this, is, this is league of legends this gives me a lot of league of legends uh uh, flavor. How do we fight this like eleven and one Camille? You don't. You don't. You don't you fight. You her. pick off her team. You, you run away. Away. Yeah. You pick off her team and then dogpile her. And I mean, you dogpile her hard, or she's you, gonna you kill CC all of you. See her the absolute hell with four different people all running their CCs and kill her. You just keep her suppressed. You, you have yes. to because there's certain builds uh, if you're fed in a league in which, and I kid you not, you will heal. All your damage, Silas. very, very quickly. Silas, Mundo, and consistently there. too. So, like, if you don't either shut down their healing or stun them so they can't swing if they have like life steal or something, so they're healing off the damage. Mm-hmm. You gotta kill them fast and knock them out, CC them something, just keep them frozen, and they keep and just kill them with the whole gang. <laughs> yes, <laughs> learning more about history, especially like Roman history, honestly, has made my video gaming experience. A lot better in every Bruh, video game. <laughs> I feel that Just so because, like, much. Whenever in, in Mech Warrior, if their team splits, and I'm like, finally get them in the flank. I'm like, <laughs> You're I'm like, like yeah. oh, yes, the Battle of Kanae. Like, bro, are we about to Kanae them? <laughs> <laughs> but that never works. It works. Hey, sometimes it works. Very re- The one time, I one of my favorite and the very recent things that we did was when I went the wrong way mm-hmm. and I went through a tunnel. I was like, all right, I'm separated from everyone. Guys, I'm in a tunnel. And it turns out it led right behind them. And- so he plays a big Chungus <laughs> in the game. He plays one of the heaviest mechs in the entire game. And so he flanked their entire team with this big ass chungus, <laughs> and I just got to imagine they were like, "How the hell did he get back there?" <laughs> I didn't even realize like I was 40. doing. I didn't even realize I was doing it. I turn the corner, I see two mediums and like a light and a heavy all firing, and I just go, oh, "I, I guess I just start shooting," and then I started shooting, and they went. How is he here? <laughs> and so his bro. his mech moves literally half the speed of pretty much any other mech. Yeah, in like, the like game. he, he uh, like I think consistently he's laid behind us like uh, like absolute crazy because he's so damn slow. He's just a bug, bug, bug. Especially I'm a light mech, so I just am super super squirrely running around with the absolute garbage weapons while this guy's ro- running like those big Gatling rotary cannons or whatever. Right, it's so good. So so I come around the corner and they're 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 surprised i'm surprised <laughs> i just start shooting they start shooting 
but they can't kill me because I'm a big chunk. <laughs> so anyway, I just started blasting. <laughs> and then eventually, it allowed the team to push through while they were trying to deal yeah, with me. That was great. It was fun. There's this amazing meme in, in uh, the tabletop for Warhammer 40k because there's an Imperial Guard general that used to have a special stratagem where he could hide a unit if it's in cover. So mm-hmm. there's no specifications. So uh, under those rule sets, you can hide anything on the map as long as they're in cover. So there was a running in rust. Yeah, so you can hide. So there's there's a running meme that you can hide a titan behind a rock or a bush <laughs> because it's technically it's in, in cover. cover. Nobody knows it's yeah. there. <laughs> it's the stealth. How do you hide no. in that game? Do you like take it this off the board? Garen. What's up? This is Garen in the bush. Oh, the Garen, bush. big meaty guy. Or those the Cho'gath, like the big Cho'gath fed choke. Like he's fed and eaten so many things, and then no, he's just in a bush. Can't see him. <laughs> he's in a bush. Bushwhacking. Bush but but yeah, a, a Titan for uh, context, Marcus, is a continent spanning mech, basically that whose cannons can are so devastating can basically kill anybody that's not inside of a building because it fires like the heat of the sun from a plasma cannon. I love 40k, dude. Yeah, 40k <laughs> is over so... the top, and like. Oh my god, here's the best part. My, my favorite part about the Titans is there's a specific cast of like uh, psionic people called Princeps that are the only people Princeps? That... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and that, can, uh, that they mentally connect with the machine itself the to, machine to drive spirit. it. And, and for them, it's even crazier because it's not just worshipping or driving it. Some of the more powerful uh, Titans, like the Warlord and stuff, they actually meld themselves into it, like in a freaking tank of water yep. or they're part of yeah. the machine and like the machine's energy and emotions become their own yeah so it's, uh if if the person is not feeling it they can legitimately like give up if they start giving up the titan gives up and can't fight and all of a sudden you can't use that titan anymore ever and it's like and the, and you have a quote from someone from a hellgate i think it was where it's like this is how titans die when you fucking send them into random shit you don't do this yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it's actually because if the driver's emotionally distraught, the Titan, like Raj said, is emotionally distraught. Yes, and so you that had seems to... like a good thing. <laughs> uh, the most emotionally distraught planet killer, literally, uh... Uh, like a Uber Gundam. Yeah. You, you had to get a freaking Astartes captain to say, "Get the hell up, get up." Yeah, like giving a mech a motivational speech actually works for the yes, Titan. It did. It was great. <laughs> nice. So you promised me you would die on the in this city defending it, and she went, "You're right." And then she got <laughs> she up. She got up. <laughs> she got up. And was... like, look at me. <laughs> just some cat. Just some space. We took some helmet. Look at me. <laughs> oh. So when you hide a unit in, or like hide a unit in Warhammer and the tabletop, do you take it off the board? Yeah. So what would happen is I think it, I haven't. It's, this is an old rule, so I've just seen the memes. I don't actually know the mm-hmm. specific rule set, but I could imagine is that um, prior to game starting, you just declare that something is hiding behind this piece of cover, Wait. and then you would you would say you would have to say before the match started that this is my army, and you would have to show that you have a warlord titan. So like you can't be like mm-hmm. ah, surprise warlord titan or something like that. <laughs> that like you actually have that's to like declare, where did it go? It's <laughs> that, behind this. They would be very interested. Like okay, this is your army. That's no. There's no points here. What the hell? Yeah, that like where where's the rest of it? Somebody would have a stroke. It's like a five thousand point. It's like a sixteen thousand point game. This guy only has like a handful of guardsmen and Castle and Creed. <laughs> He's like you would know something's up. Yeah, it's just like okay, I know you got some. But here. yeah, so what you would have to declare it, and you would have to say that you're putting it in like reserve. So then they'd mm. already know something's up. If you're putting a warlord titan in reserve, you should have that thing on the board shooting. So how do you like, even put it on the board if it's the size of a continent? Oh, like it's not like 
you, it, it's a damn big map. Like to even utilize a warlord mm. titan or something big. So there's a point scaling structure in all of the 40k stuff. So like a guardsman with nothing, with literally like his basic rifle would be like maybe three points or something. Just like one guy. So That's a warlord. three points. What's one point? One point. Oh man, I don't even know. An orc grunt thing. Like a like a like a grotling. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. Like, like I'm talking one dude though, because like you have to give the squad. No, no, I'm talking one gruntling as. Is there one, like a yeah. military police with a goddamn baton that just charges oh, oh. in? I guarantee you, there's a one point somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I think, like what are they called? Oh gosh, there's like little zombies in the game, and like they have the ability and shittiness of a zombie. And I can't plug grotlings. I think that's what they're called. Something like that. But anyway, that's probably one point. But yeah, a Warlord Titan would scale to that. So they would be an ungodly amount of points. And your match would have to, your like match map and uh, mission setting would have to scale to whatever your point value is. Mm -hmm. So that Warlord Titan would be an insane amount of points. Because yes, it plays like a continent spanning war uh, mech <laughs> that will kill shit like crazy. So yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice. And then you, I'm going to hide behind the Terminator, okay? I'm going to hide behind that. If you're not a character... Um, like a named character, you can't physically hide behind troops. My name is Raj. I'm hiding behind the Terminator. This, this is Raj. Hello. The, this is Raj the Force Captain. Like, there's this guy next to you. Name has... all of your characters. My name is Raj. I'm hiding behind this Astartes Captain. Why? So I don't die. Yeah, what, they... what is Astartes? An Astartes is a space marine, and they are freaking massive. They are not even human anymore. What they, do you mean by that? Are they, they mean they get, like they get, Spartans? They get implanted with 18 different organs. Oh, gotcha. they go through like intense so gene like, treatment. Yeah, they're, they're like Spartans, biologically. But better. Yeah, they're just better. Yeah, they're yeah. huge. They have like bulletproof. This is just ridiculous. They're, shit. Like, l l let's put it this way: they have three lungs, two hearts. I think their rib cage gets fused together, so there's no openings anymore. Their blood can now congeal way. So they can't stronger. Like, bend over. No, they can. It's it's the future. It's the future. They can totally do it. Sci-fi. They can all. They can also. They have metal flex bone. <laughs> Wait a minute. That doesn't oh. sound right. Oh no. <laughs> so the guy, the flex tape guy, comes out Phil of nowhere Swift. <laughs> with a big old heart on. He's just the, the, bro. Like Phil Swift comes out as a like a space marine apothecary. Phil Swift here. We're about to. <laughs> we're I about just chopped this boat in half with my cock. I just made a space ring. <laughs> You know, you guys say that, but legitimately, the uh, the Primaris Marines legitimately have metal in their arms, mm. like to help in their muscles to give it strengthening, to punch. We should probably explain Primaris. Uh, they're they're Space Marines, but better. They're the new and improved Space Marines. They're the second generation of Space Marines. So they're Marines. like Spartans, better twice. They're yes. like Astartes two. Oh yeah, they are Astartes. So yeah, there's the Spartan Mark ones, and then you get Mark two with Master Chief and all them. This is Astartes one and Astartes Mark two. They're freaking powerful. Yeah, pretty much. Unless you stupid. want, before a crazy Warhammer fan comes out of nowhere, we know the Thunder Wars exists. No, they don't. They've been purged. What well, well, would they existed during unification? The wars. Emperor got that rid of be, that information. Would that be the that be the proto Space Marines? If we're actually going to like the Space Marine Mark One, Two, Three, and shit. Look, you know? the reason we don't talk about the Thunder Warriors is because we don't want to get bleated by an Inquisitor or a friendly serv servitor. The Custodes comes out of nowhere. I heard you were talking about the Thunder Wars. Anyway, that's Astartes. They're yes. Space Marines. I like in Warhammer, each like Mark II, Mark III, they get better over time. And the Spartans and Halo, they get worse get with every. Mark. Well, no, 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 no. In 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 Warhammer, <laughs> they do get better, but they also get worse. Mm. Like so, if you look at their gear, their gear was like amazing, and then got worse. 
Mm. Oh, okay. So yeah, that now he's talking about the literal universe itself, where the Imperium of Man is way past their golden age. It is. It's been past their golden age for ten thousand years, and it's falling apart. Yeah, because there was an un, there was an apocalyptic civil war. And the UNSC just got slightly more ethical. That's why the Spartans got worse, is because the UNSC was like, maybe this is a little too fucked. They, they up. weren't being genocided. We're still anymore. gonna be. We're still gonna be very fucked up. We're just gonna be a little bit less so. So, for reference, the big crusade, like in 30k, so Warhammer 40k happens in the 40th thousandth year. 30k was all about the Primarchs and like the purges. So, what the so the this was when humanity was at its highest, and they decided to attack everyone. And by that we mean Eldar, Dark Eldar, Orcs, Tyranid. Were Tyranids even a thing at that point? I don't think so. I don't think they were either. Uh, but. Is there anything more I'm missing? Um, Tows weren't a thing. Tows weren't a thing. No, were orcs a thing? Yeah, orcs, they were. Orcs, orcs were a thing. They were a big orcs. thing. They or, killed a lot of orcs. Orcs are actually... How can you kill an orc if they can shape reality itself? They're very stupid. They, gotcha. can, still, they can still die, but they're almost impossible to purge. Yes. Because they're mushrooms that grow on the ground. Yes. They're not... Mushrooms that literally dictate how reality works. Yes. Well, yeah, they had they're psionically tied together. So yeah, as th- that's the best part about orcs, right? Because that means everything about their culture and um the way they fight is enhanced by their themselves believing in it. Their guns don't actually work or shoot. So if you pick up an orc weapon, it does not fire and is literally a piece of scrap. The reason it fires is because that orc thinks it fires. And then the more that are concentrated that believe in that further can enhance it. Yes. So the best part is uh, Gaskul Unthraka. He is the prophet of Gork and Mork, which are the two gods. Mm-hmm. And he's like a, a legendary war boss. So and then if more orcs believe he is the prophet of Gork and Mork and that he's the biggest and baddest war boss out there. He is. He fact. will become the prophet of Gork and Mork. And so they could the... just get brought down by a really powerful propaganda campaign. Yes, and they're very stupid. So if the Imperium of Man was probably that's probably how the Alpha Legion did attack. So there, there was one part where the Alpha Legion asked for help from their brother Primarchs and stuff, or like so. They're so Alpha Legion is a Astartes Legion. They were one of the original twenty Astartes Legion. And they asked for help to deal with an orc, like Wa. Mm-hmm. It's literally called that. It's called a Wa. And that's them incorrectly trying to say wah. war. Yes. Wah. wah. That's their crusades. Their Beautiful. religious crusades are called wah. <laughs> <laughs> their so, guns are called shootas. Shootas. Their larger guns are called big shootas. <laughs> I feel like I remember that from good old Dawn of War. And then uh, their trucks is just truck with 2K. <laughs> Shit like that. Nice. The chopper. <laughs> red, red makes it go faster. Yes, red makes yeah. it go faster. The big also, <laughs> purple is the sneakiest color. Why is that? Because... Have you seen a purple orc? This is why the Alpha Legion, the sneakiest of the Astartes Legions, screw Ravenguard, Alpha Legion is better, before some nerd comes in and says anything, <laughs> wears purple armor, because they're the sneakiest. And does that actually work for them against the orcs? They are actually the sneakiest legion, and they do the most BS, so they probably, it just works. Nice. Like, just works. In general. I, I would at least love think. orcs. It's stupid. So anyway, they were... <laughs> The 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 thing I'm talking about the they were at, they they asked so the Alpha Legion asked for help from their brother uh, Space Marine Legions and the what was it the uh, angels Blood, blood angels. angels yeah Blood Angels the Blood Angels answered blood for the Blood God no that, that's shit God that's, damn it. that's the wrong myself. Legion I'm gonna I give up that's Angron. you should kill yourself I will never know 40k you can explain it well, to actually, me as much uh, as you want I'll never get it so so here uh do do you actually just ask us like any general question about 40k real quick. I feel like I've already asked a few 
Who's the emperor? <laughs> the emperor of mankind. He is the emperor of mankind. He is. There's a lot of theories about his origins, but basically, he was some kind of hyper psionic being. Can I finish the thing I was talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm ahead. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> go for it. I was just trying to get out of the big tangents. Blood angels. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so, so the blood angels respond. They and Alfarius being Alfarius, look him up. He's stupid. I love him. But he he basically says, "All right, have fun, guys." And the Alpha Legion entirely just goes into the orc unknown regions. And the entirety of the Blood Angels are just sitting there doing picket lines, just shooting him down, going, what the hell is going on? And apparently the Alpha Legion scared them so much that they just started running for whatever reason. No one knows how they did it. And eventually it was it, they just all ran into the random gun lines of the Blood Angels. It was like, what the hell did you guys do? Hmm. Yeah, Don't worry about it. The spa- Spooked them. The yeah, basically, you just spook the orcs and, you know, and then... They yes. run, they stop believing, and then if they stop believing, it's... They all get scared. They just, like, bombed them with pamphlets. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. Up. If no. they could read. Are you trying to imply it that... Listen, uh, one orc... That mushrooms ne- can't read? One orc needs to be able to read it, and then once he says it, then everybody else will hear it. Exactly. And know. then they all believe that. Yes. It only takes one half-intelligent orc to take down the entire system. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there are orcs <laughs> called mech boys, and they are the engineers of... Or of like orc society, they they are instinctively good at just tinkering shit together. Can't they just tinker stuff together and then believe it works and then it will work? That is yes, how it works, sir. And because orcs believe mech boys can do that, it works. It works, <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> like they literally take shit together. And like, there's a mech, uh, the biggest. Um, so remember those titans I was talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. Me- like, orcs have their own titans. They're called uh, like Stompas and Gargants. And uh, nice. And they, when you see one of them. <laughs> The only, it's just, it's unfathomable how it functions. It's like a gigantic, it looks like something a kindergartner made. Like a snowman mech, basically, is what it looks like. It's fucking beautiful. And most of the orc ships are literally asteroids hooked up together, scrap metal. So awesome. how, what were the, or, so if orcs it's are so mushrooms, where did they come from? I'm glad you asked that, Marcus. Nobody asked. <laughs> the Eldar where created, do orcs come from? The Eldar created them to fight the biggest war, like the war against wow. the Wow, thank you No, the, the Necrons, it was the Necrons. Yeah, the Necron tier. Yeah. So wait, they're the Flood? Oh, no, they're not the Flood, no, no, no. They're, That's the Tyranids. They're Metalloid zombies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. no, the Halo rings, are, never mind, I'm, I'm off. I'm out of pocket. Look, the the, the Tyranids <laughs> are the Flood. The Eldar are what the freaking what whatever they're called in uh, Protoss in Starcraft. Mm-hmm. Except yeah, they're they, better than Protoss. Eldar are ridiculous. Which Protoss could probably beat Space Marines. So down Eldar easily. like the in Stellaris the like origin the big guys, the ancient races. Uh, they would kind of be like that, except they're not even except they, they that entire stagnant state would be gone. Because mm. um, very briefly to talk about the Eldar, they were an ancient race. They're basically space elves. Long story short, yeah. gotcha. And um, they eventually, they for an extensively, extensively long period of time, they were the uh, absolute dominant space power in the entire galaxy. Controlled everything. They got to a point where they were so bored that everybody uh, went into excess. So like absolute hedonism. So much hedonism that they gave birth to a god. They gave birth to the god of excess. Slanesh. Through their own hedonism, which caused nice. the complete collapse of their entire society. The only Eldar left are either people that are so gone that they have um, like fended off Slanesh by being even by basically becoming worshippers of excess. Or the, the ones Harlequins, that wins the laughing god worshippers. Yep. 
and then other Eldar that just got the fuck out. That knew that shit was gonna happen and got out way before. There's the only preppers. a few Eldar left. <laughs> the dude, the, 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 legitimate, the, the fucking the, preppers. The literal doomsday preppers of Eldar society are the ones that survived. So like, there is no like, kind of like in Stellaris <laughs> where there is the fallen empire. That yeah. shit is gone. There, the Eldar gotcha. don't have shit. They just have like, there's a couple of ships. There's like a city state, and then like a bunch of random wandering people are left yep. of their entire society. But they all. Are like super that spun. is like the fallen empires though because generally they only have one solar system that's true but like they're they still have like a state functioning though you know like it's mm-hmm. still a country it feels like yeah and I then guess. for for the eldar it's a bunch of roving bands that don't work together until recently and um what is it what was i gonna tell you oh no i forgot what i was gonna say they're they're like ageless so mm. um a lot of those people are ex- excessively smug because they still remember they their... fought in the war on heaven which makes all the shit that happens in 40k look like like you take primarchs and like how primarchs are so all the space marines come from something they came from a primarch which is the created son of the god emperor they are absolute the pinnacle of what you can be as a human they're the best like mm. they're it like if you're a human this is legit your the peak of what you can be is a primarch. Who uh, Raj was talking about earlier, Alpharius. He is a primarch. He is a primarch. And a space marine? No. no space marines no. come from primarchs. Yeah, pri- they are so made. There's tiers. Okay. You have Big Daddy Emperor. Yep. Who we haven't really explained yet. Just if, You might as well just know that he's Big Daddy Emperor. Gotcha. Below him are his sons, which are the primarchs, which are not like biological sons. He created them. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's 13 of them, I think. Except for the ones that there are twenty, but there are twenty. Two of them got purged. There are eighteen, but some of them are dead. Some of them are missing. Some of them are insane, and some of them are joined the chaos. Yeah, and like those are the grand like pubas, and then below them, ignoring custodies, would be the astartes. No, no, no. We can do custodies then astartes. Yeah. So, so the difference between them. So a human is to an astartes, like you can, you can. There, there's a big difference between it. There's a bigger difference. Between a Primarch and a Space Marine, than there is between a Space Marine and a regular human. Yeah, like Primarchs that. are insane. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Basically, compared to the War on Heaven, Primarchs are—they would—they would at least be able to fight. But that's mm. about it. I don't know, man. The War in Heaven's nuts. The, the War, war in Heaven, Heaven is stupid. Right, uh, actually, like God War. It's like you know, like the First Age Wars. It's like Valhalla. You know the First Age Wars <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Where the elves are fighting Morgoth and stuff in Lord of the Rings. It's basically that. First stage, yeah. Yeah, it's basically, imagine the first stage wars. Like Balrogs and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Glorfindel going 1v1 in Gondolin and stuff. That 40k universe is Mm. the war in heaven. So the Eldar remember, that's what the Eldar remember. They remember doing that. So they see all the shit that's happening in 40k and they're just like, you guys are nothing. Shut up. I'm not dealing with it. It's like elves in Lord of the Rings then, where... The, the elves that are around during the third age are kind of just like not even holding a candle to the elves that were around during the first age. Oh, yeah. Who would yeah. literally just like tussle with Balrogs one on one. Didn't even Golfin duel Morgoth, uh, a, a god, and then mm-hmm. wound him or something? I think so. But were he they the same elves? He killed, a, he killed a Balrog by himself. Like, and not just any Balrog. I forgot what the Balrog's name was, but. It was like one of the biggest Belrogs. Like, I don't believe any the OG. from the First Age are still in the Middle Earth. Right? Yeah, that's that's the difference. So. The Eldar mm-hmm. did it. Those people that are still around, they were the ones who did that stuff. So they are still alive. They just don't care yeah, because they're yeah. like, we fought in it. We don't care. Yeah, some uh, I believe it's very difficult for Eldar to reproduce or something like that. Yeah. Like something happened, and like it's impossible to have kids. Basically, so the Eldar that are alive. 
are the Eldar from that time. Mm. So when they look at a human, like a space marine, they li- they literally call them monkey. <laughs> like, but it's like it's monkey. like, but it's spelled in a different way. It's like M O N K E G H, something like that. It's like yeah. monkey, <laughs> monkai. Mon- that's what they call humans, monkai. <laughs> nice. The only people they even kind of respect is Primarch, which there's only one at the moment. There's only. Yeah, Roboot Gilliman. The Elven writing, the, the writing's different now because uh, a whole bunch of stuff happened with the Eldar that I don't want to go into right now. Because I don't even lore. know it. I, don't I, know, I know it, is. but there's no point to talk about I it. I like talking about the core stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's the Eldar. A couple of the races. Orcs are still by far my favorite. Orcs are great. If wow. I ever had to, if I ever wanted to make a Xenos army, I would make orcs, like, without a doubt. They are so hilarious. The lore is awesome. And, like, some of their models, like uh, the prophet, Gaskul Onthraka, he has a new model, and it looks so good. He, he just looks like a beast. Do they beast. still have metal models ever? Some factions are very old and still, I think, have metal. Sisters I think, of Battle? Yeah, that's changing, though, a little bit, because they actually, very recently, they added finally new, added new yeah. models, finally, after fucking years. Uh, well, they, they don't like, like plastic women. ones now? Yeah, it's all plastic now. The... Yeah. I should rephrase that. Predominantly, the large-scale uh, cell, like the little model soldiers, for the most part, all the factions have plastic nowadays, except for like the really my, like mm-hmm. unique ones, like Death for Krieg, I think, is still resin. For the really big shit, it's, uh, most of the time, it's resin, and it's usually not mm-hmm. something you buy in store. Uh, some, actually... I, I remember when I was younger, I would go to like a board game store, and they would have, they would have the plastic packs, mm-hmm. but then they would also have single... Like units that you would buy and they would be metal. Yeah, mo- hanging. most of the times you don't see metal, even for even you, for like named characters, even for the even, boys. Yeah, yeah even. <clears throat> I think Robo Gilman's plastic. So yeah, he is, I believe. It's but I may sad. be wrong. I don't know. I guess they're probably just not making the sales to have metal anymore. No, yeah. Gilman deserves it. He deserves to be plastic. <laughs> I have a bias about, about Robo Gilman. I have a. He's another Primarch. Bias. If you're curious, he's yes, a Primarch he that is... came back actually. He is the most boring Primarch that ever was a Primarch. And least interesting. The Raj bias is showing, I think. He's not actually the most boring, but I like Alpharius. And compared to Alpharius, Robu Gilliman is... Does Alpharius have a mustache? No. We don't know. Alpharius can literally look like anything he wants, okay? So he should have a mustache. He could look like anything he wants to at any given time. He could literally look like Mario if he wanted to. (laughs) He could legit look like anything. Mario has a mustache. There you go. There you go. That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> he could look like a son if he wanted to, so, okay? It's fine. It's uh, just weird. Yeah. Don't ask. Alpha Legion is a is stupid. <laughs> Alpha Legion is not a Chaos Space Marine fraction. We don't know what they are. They're they're literally like a meme. <laughs> they're so stupid. I love them. Okay, so we do we want to get to the actual question I have for this podcast or do we want to continue talking about 40k? I think we have a good intro. Go for it now. All right. So I, I have random questions that I like to ask John about at random intervals, sometimes at 3 a.m., sometimes at noon, sometimes at, you know, 5 in the afternoon. Marcus, and do you get Raj, these two? 3 a.m. is as, like a normal time to be awake, <laughs> and noon is kind of a weird time. To be awake. No, 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 no. I wake up at 11. Shut up. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so it's not, it's not afternoon. <laughs> Wait, Marcus, I have a quick question. Do you get this stuff too? Like, I don't. It, you don't? No. Oh, okay. I'm not even I am privy. No, 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 you, you don't get privy to his shower thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> what I do with Marcus is different. I call him ah, there we and go. have discussions with him for I 45 see. minutes. True, but that's normally in the evening when, you know, it's a reasonable hour for a human to be functioning. Yeah, I have to wait for it to be reasonable for you. Yep. You're really not considering my time uh, and my... My phone like... is always muted, so... 
anyway, uh, what what did you ask John? So so I had a, I had a, I didn't ask him this question actually. The reason I brought it up is because I didn't ask him, but I wanted an answer. So right. for those of you who know Fire Emblem, you'll and Three Houses, you'll know what the what kind of what's going on. So in Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, there's a lot of bullshit going on where uh, technology has not advanced in a thousand years. Think of so in a thousand year stretch, think of like the the Steel Age with like steel plate continuing yeah. for a thousand years. Okay. So that's the that's the setting where this. Uh, all takes place. There is magic. There is a goddess who did help. Uh, the goddess was killed in some way, shape, or form. And most of her daughters were too, but most people don't know about that. So this, so the, the society that was built up was built around worshipping this goddess. And unbeknownst to most people, the person who was propagating that was one of her daughters. So she's immortal. Or quasi-immortal. She can be killed. I got a like, question. What's up? Is there any other gods in this world? Not that I know of. But at least for this uh, topic, the region that you're talking about all worship and believe they, that there is just yes. this God to worship. So how the society built up in this one continent is everyone worships this goddess, every single person. Now, outside of the continent, they worship different things, but we don't care about that because we only care about this continent. The continent is split up into three different factions. It is the Adresian Empire with Edelgard, who is best. I don't care what anyone says. I don't okay. care what argument anyone gives. <laughs> then you have uh, the Holy Empire. I forget what the hell. Fargus. Holy Roman Empire. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's silly. And then Glory. you have, and then you have a bunch of like a society that's made up of merchants who gained power <laughs> and who fo- formed like merchant families and really rich families. Ah, uh, yes. They would happen to be from Nymoidia? No, unfortunately not. Damn it. <laughs> not unfortunately. <laughs> Fortunately, not. Where's my newt? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is kind of the setup. Now, we now most people worship the goddess because they know she exists. They're, the church has a ton of power. A crap ton of power. It is also situated right in the middle of all the three continents. So, it is in the central location. Uh, they're the So, there, there's a bunch of powerful weapons that only people who have crests can use. And the, prop, the, the religious thing that was propagated by the, the daughter was that People who are blessed by the goddess have crests, and they can use these weapons. So the entire society of rulers is built on people who have crests, and so you keep having children until you have one that has a crest so they can be the new ruler. So the entire society is built off of loving these crests and doing it. And the weapons that they can use are like better than anything that they can... What's a crest? It's something in their blood that lets them wield those weapons and gives them some magical properties. Like, some of them can be pretty strong. Some of them can use magic better, and that's about all you Can you, you have know. more than one crest? If you surgically do it, and that can really screw you up and get you killed if you do. So like, if I got two crest uh, bearers and selectively breeded them, could I get two crests? No. From what I understand, no. It has it's artificially made. It's just ran- oh, oh. It's artificially made. It's not random. It's midichlorians. Yes, basically. So that's the society. The entire society believes in these crests and all this stuff. Um, your character turns out to uh, house the goddess that was killed, although she doesn't know it because it's stupid and the goddess is pretty stupid. So my question is: If you join the Adrestian Empire, the Adrestian Empire doesn't like how the the leader of it Edelgard does not like how society is built up. She doesn't like the idea of these crests and there's there's reasons for it, but I don't need to get into it. That's not the important thing. The important thing is she doesn't like it so she rebels and she takes her entire empire and basically declares war on the church. And by declaring war on the church, she declares war on the rest of the continent. 
So she goes to war with basically everyone. Your character eventually, um, in the before she does that, becomes like shown as someone who is, uh, what's it called? Like almost like a prophet or as someone who is very, very blessed by the goddess. So you can use a weapon that no one else can use. You have a crest that the goddess's crest that no one else has and no one else can have. So you're basically seen as like the next coming of the goddess or like her emissary or something. So my question for John and Marcus is what would happen if when Edelgard rebels, you go with her? And I know what happens in the game. I know I, I get that. But what would happen in like a more realistic scenario and how would it play out? So you have two people really going. You have the archbishop who has a ton of power and controls all the religious things and has for thou uh, like a thousand years, but no one knows that. But she's the religious figurehead. And then you have you who is the quote unquote next coming of the goddess and you go against her now. So you're on board with the rebellion. You're in the empire fighting against the church and everyone else. How would the common people see that? What would people choose? How would that complicate things and make things messy? Because it would be real easy if you joined with the church girl. You'd be it'd make things real easy. Church girl, second coming, aces. We we it make it easy. That's my question. How would that change things? What would happen? Probably depends on your PR campaign. <laughs> it's it's um, there's a lot of if things you just like create to a populist movement. It'd be like very easy to get most of the common people on your side. Yeah, because the 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 thing is is anybody that would be backing you would be going against the established church. Yes. So the main question would be is the same thing with the Protestant Reformation, it's lightning in a bottle. Is there actual grievances against the church? There's always not on against the church. <laughs> they don't see it, but there's a lot of people and quite a few nobles who are not happy with how society is built up because they're because the whole point is to get these not crests. nobles though like i don't really care about the nobles well nobles are still good because then that means you have Th established power that's that can true. back you all i know i don't we you don't actually like okay most of the characters in the game are nobles or kids of nobles there's like very few actual like people from the peasantry I mean, who background. cares about the filthy peasants though <laughs> let's be honest well, the, 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 it, when you tie it to something that is uh this religious in a state in which there's only one faith, mm -hmm. then and the nobles are seen as given God-given power. Yeah, legitimate. Like the, the nobles are a cast of people that have special powers. That yeah, have but the if crest. you can call that into question, and then the nobles obviously have a ton of privileges, you can figure out stuff to create issues, even if there aren't issues of for the populace. For like, you can create issues that they didn't even think that they had, but there's they sure know they have them now. Yeah, because like um, and you can create popular support and create a populist revolution absolutely pretty but, easily. And uh, then it doesn't matter if the nobles are with you because you know they'll just eat the nobles. And uh, in the case of the French Revolution, it's literal. Well, it, it might not be as easy because remember those nobles have those powerful weapons. There's a lot of peasants. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that where you can blow up a significant portion of a. Like in the, in the cutscene, he the, the one dude warfare, bro. He the one dude legitimately. Wait, what did, wait, Raj, what do they do with Napoleon? <laughs> they ran <laughs> away. Yeah. But like, you you would have to do that because in one of the cutscenes, you see the dude throw a sword down and create like a hundred yard radius circle of just an explosion, and it's just like okay. This How many is times stupid. can you do that? Uh, he did it four times in that one cutscene in half a second or a second. So I'd say multiple times. Would you say that he burned himself out doing those? those no, times? he then engaged someone in full-on 
one-on-one combat, so no, I would not say. Just one guy. Oh, you know. here's a good question. Um, so the person that's rebelling, the the yes. lady, what what are her reasons? Does she have good reasons? I actually do think she has good reasons. Mm. And the though, if you're gonna do something like that and do like what she wants to do at such a quick scale, you're gonna have to do a lot of bullshit and do a lot of things. So I do think she has legit reasons. Whether she's right or not is inconsequential. But she does have legit. What are reasons. her reasons though? So she was experimented on by parts of her family that rebelled against the rest of the empire and decided that they wanted to create in her a person who could peerlessly, uh, uh, what, what's it called, lead the empire and do it. So they, impl- when you were talking about those two crests, they implanted in her a second crest. Mm. She had a lot of siblings, remember, because they had to, you know, they make a lot of children to get, find one with a crest. So she did have her own minor crest. The rest of her siblings all died with, from them trying to do it. So she's the only survivor of all of her siblings. And so she's really pissed off at this idea of a society built on these crests and this obsession with crests. And Can people outside of noble families get crests? And are they elevated then to a noble family? They can get crests, but it's so very unlikely because uh, like it, it's passed through bloodlines. Mm. Uh, so no not really now other I, people normal people can be elevated to nobility without a crest but like i think if there's an opportunity yeah. it would be very easy in that situation to get at the very least a populist movement to yeah from rebel from like, there you would because you, like you, it'd be very difficult to get the nobles to rebel yeah. you do get it's an anti-establishment few... movement is what it is yeah the empress well and no they and keep if, power Nobles? Yeah. The, the, it's not that she's going... She's, she's going against crest people. The yeah. system around crests. I'm stupid. Ignore what I just said for the past, like, 30 seconds. Because I'm thinking of, like, she did get a few, like, of those nobles. Like, a, quite a few of them on her side. And they do go back to leading their respective, like, places. Yeah. But she does change a lot of stuff. So, I'm just stupid. Just, just ignore well, like me. If, just if ignore the, me. If the entire noble structure is centered around people who have crests. Yeah, and she's getting rid and, of that. Yeah. And she's going against crests. The only way she can do that is by being anti like That's their power base. Yeah, yeah. She is. She's and getting rid of the status so quo. Yeah, the only she, nobles, she absolutely is. Yeah. The only, you need to have the tides start turning, and the nobles would be like, you know, maybe if I jump off this boat early, I'll get a better deal. And then you'd start getting nobles. Or, or nobles but, are just are getting fucked over by something else. Maybe like the church or something. Yeah. A lot but, of just grievances. If but you, then you have a very incompetent church. That is that is actually what is happening. You, A, have an incompetent church because mm. the person has been ruling for a thousand years and doesn't really understand modern grievances. Anyone who's done that ruled for multiple centuries. Would Let's just, use Twitter wars. Yeah. Just, they wouldn't get it. But then again, mm. she also intentionally doesn't let society progress because she's scared of people because they kind of killed her mom so that she's scared of them doesn't want them to progress and completely hampers them who does the goddess the art not the archbishop the 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 Mm. daughter of the goddess gotcha the establishment the the establishment so she's already doing that and then you have edelgard who's been plotting this for a while sowing discord between various different church factions and other things and having them attack and try and view the church as weaker so she spends a lot of the first part of the game sowing discord and trying to make the church not so she's literally a protestant reformation led by jesus well you can't you don't have to side with her but that's what in this case in this case i am siding with her because it it definitely would work 
Yeah. Um, okay. You probably wouldn't get a ton of nobles, I wouldn't expect, because they probably have a decent deal. But I got the nobles' kids. And well, you get nobles that early on you might be able to get nobles that like can understand the moral like reason that Edelgard is doing what she's doing and are more like actually have a moral compass. Yeah. You'd probably get those nobles. And then later on you'd start getting nobles that are like trying to just get a good deal. One of the biggest things for nobles is actually is lesser houses. Because um mm. the major houses of course benefit for the most part, I should say, because we don't know the details from supporting the status quo. But plenty of minor houses can support. Plenty. Actually, that's a great point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because not a lot of them, they may not have crests or they may have crests that are very weak and yeah. are hard to pass and on. And so and then for them, it becomes a self-interest issue where they can see the benefits of backing an empress that still needs some kind of power base to uh, uh, usurp the, the, the established order of major noble houses. And it's, it's easy temporary allies against major houses because they probably have grievances against their own lords and stuff like that. Yes. That Can clearly crests die out. Like if you don't pass it on to your kids and you die and you had the Oh crest. if you if you were the last one to have a crest and you don't pass it on, it's gone. Yeah. So if there's like weak you said that weaker crests are harder to pass on. I, I said that or... it, as as time goes on it's harder to pass on crests. So yeah. a thousand years has passed. That means that it takes a lot of kids to maybe even sometimes have one crest bearer. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be very scary for those families. <laughs> like you get to this point where you have like 36 babies and the mom is just like, Jesus Christ. It could <laughs> easily... You just have to start having harems, honestly, at that point. Sometimes they do. Actually, though. Sometimes yeah. they do. It could easily become a situation where the crest wielders want to maintain their family and want to save their family's lives as opposed to trying to fight something this threatening. Because it could get to a point where it's just the rings on the wall. It's over. Maybe some of the major crest wielders get taken out or something like that yep. by well Jesus and Moses <laughs> both fighting this massive rebellion against the church. The, the, be- the Edelgard <laughs> has two crests, so she's seen as very like weird. And but I don't know how many people know about that. You are very known to being blessed by a goddess. And thirdly, most of the kids went to the school with you, and you can recruit them. So in various playthroughs, you can actually have all of the kids who come from major houses. And all of their families and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you now have recruited all the kids. So even if the families don't come, the kids came. Seems pretty over. <laughs> Seems pretty GG to me, honestly. Yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> the only way the, they could win is if they got a MacGuffin of their own, basically. Also, like, if people are actually pretty pious, they are very conservative. They're very pious. Like, then if maybe if you can convince them that you are, in fact, uh, Jesus, the second coming I mean, of the goddess, then they're going to jump on board. Too. From what Raj told me, but, the main character is confirmed by the church to be as blessed as he or she actually is. She's given a weapon by the church that no yeah, one's been. Yeah, well, to what I'm with. saying is that like they can have, they can believe in the goddess, but also be like, but I really like how things are going right this now, and I, yes, I'll go true. against the goddess, and because th- that's not going to take my crest away if i go against the goddess or like there could be plenty so absolutely if i can beat the goddess and retain all of my you know rights and properties that seems like a good deal it's super easy for plenty of people to um be sussed out by the church and simply not believe that this person is the emissary of the god either like they could they could believe that the church is corrupt as hell and that their connection with the goddess is dog shit and that their own personal connection is easily what's more important or what like their community believes in and just easily support the church just because they don't want Edelgard to destroy everything. And honestly, I think either way that the um 
like given the situation, either side that Jesus joins, it's gonna there's gonna definitely be some changes coming up with because yes. of what Edelgard does. Yes, there's like yeah. E- even without Jesus, you're gonna have a popular revolution under those circumstances eventually. Is this and, quite- and, oh, and even if you can win a war and beat the popular revolution, if you just deplete your population enough, you're gonna have problems. I you're gonna need Marcus to give in eventually. Is able to find this out and understand this without ever having to play the game and know that something is gonna change because someone someone did that. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's bound to happen. If if you just have a crazy amount of magical individuals that are suppressing a populist revolt, what the fuck? Like it's gonna it's it's, it's, it's gonna boil it's over, gonna be over eventually. Yeah. yeah, like it's like if you just had a whole bunch of Jedi lords just force crushing planets because the entire population has rebelled against the Jedi and Order. You can't you can't kill them all, and if you do kill them all, even if you can kill them all, then you don't really have a country your anymore because you killed them all. <laughs> your entire government structure becomes rule through oppression. You have and no there's farmers. only so many times you can shoot an entire machine gun round and drive over tanks over people mm-hmm. until it's actually just not a country anymore. It's yep. just a roving band of terrorists keeping a bunch of like slaves inbound. Yep. It will regress to that point eventually. So it is logically speaking changes. that she could that a lot of people would follow her or that a lot mm-hmm. of the peasants would follow her um and that that sort of thing. Yeah, like it's yeah. Pre- and levies clear. too, like yeah. just soldiers. Like even if the nobility didn't come over, the nobility might lose a lot of their army. Yeah. You know? Lose their authority, yeah. Because now you have somebody that is powerful that is threatening something that is like a real serious threat to the established order, and something that most likely has a good amount of popular support or a great amount if Jesus shows up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because Edelgard is Bay, and I'm going with her. Because if if you got somebody the church. that's apparent, that's uh, pretty clearly assigned as the emissary of the goddess, who has relics that has never been wielded before, who has a crest which you say is already uh, one in a billion chance to it, get it was it was wielded by one person the relic was wielded by one person and no one can get this crest the reason that your character gets it is because your mom is a homunculus created by the daughter of the goddess over and over to house that crest and your mother happened to bang your dad and now, <laughs> so, dad. so now you have this crest mm. but you're like half homunculus and now jesus is born <laughs> and now jesus that's how that's yes that's where jesus came to. yeah that's where jesus and all comes of a sudden from. he wheels out his relic that's never really before and says <laughs> and one person did one person did the yeah. dude i said blew up a bunch of stuff yeah that was the thing he was using and he, he just wheels it up and goes i support Edelgard. she i support Edelgard. Yes. i mean it's basically like <laughs> king arthur if uh he was a nobody. Wasn't King Arthur actually like he was a just prince a, before, think, even before Excalibur? I don't know a lot of Arthurian legend. I know there are some legends that he was a king, but and then they kind of changed it to like a rags to riches legend. But it's basically like if King Arthur pulled the goddamn sword out of the stone and then the archbishop was like, yeah, this guy's legit. And then he like read a led a Protestant revolution. Like it's yeah. it's probably going to go. This somewhere. is a, this is a great segue. Yeah. What is the like? Can we talk about the Protestant revolution? Because I don't know much about it, and I have no you idea. You know anything about the Protestant Reformation? Almost nothing. I oh. knew some guy nailed some things to. Uh...